This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday the 26th of October. Justin, listen up. Mm -hmm. Qantas is thinking about launching new flights to several Asian countries for the first time, all because the government is getting real serious about a potential travel bubble with South Korea and Japan and countries in the Pacific. I've heard great things about South Korea. Mm. Brett, last week, mydeal.com.au, which sells furniture and garden products, had its long-awaited IPO. Okay. And on IPO day, the company's share price soared over 80%. Wow. It's fair to say there is a demand for e-commerce companies right now. <laughs> Three really in-demand stories today, mm-hmm. Justin. Let's do it. For our first, Australia Post CEO is standing aside from her role after it was revealed that four employees were given luxury watches valued at a total of $20,000. Very juicy. So what's happening here? Okay, some background. The federal government owns Australia Post, but mm-hmm. Australia Post actually operates as an independent business. And therefore, it doesn't get any funding from the government. But recently, the company's CEO, Christine Holgate, has been under pressure from the communications minister, Paul Mm. Fletcher. He ordered an investigation into OzPost after what we're calling Cartier Gate, (laughs) which was revealed last week. The luxury watches in question, which were Cartier branded, Mm -hmm. went to a team that worked on a multi-million dollar deal as a thank you. So what's the key learning here? Quasi-private businesses are kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. These are businesses that operate in the private sector, but they're linked to the federal government in some way. Yes, the government has created a sort of monopoly for OzPost. And owns OzPost, but OzPost is operating in an environment where it has to compete for talent with other corporate organisations. And those other organisations like to attract and retain top talent with top remuneration mm-hmm. and rewards. Regardless, Lebrett, the optics ain't great around this. Nah. It's probably not a good look for a government-owned organisation to be shouting three, four, five thousand $5,000 bling watches <laughs> to employees. Next minute, we'll see Scott Morrison cruising around in a Lamborghini. For our second story, PayPal has entered the cryptocurrency market, announcing that its customers will be able to buy and sell Bitcoin and other virtual currencies Mm. using their PayPal accounts. Could this be the moment for crypto, Justin? (laughs) Tell me more. I've heard this many times. First things first, Brett, (laughs) cryptocurrencies have been a niche payment method for quite a while now. But now, its big moment could be here. Mm. PayPal will be rolling out buying options for crypto in the US over the next few weeks with the full global rollout due Mm. early next year. The same PayPal that has 346 million active accounts. That's a lot of accounts. So what's the key learning here? Businesses have been a little timid when it comes to cryptocurrency transactions in the past. That's because it's more volatile than Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's relationship (laughs) with Queen Lizzie. But PayPal is allaying those fears by converting the cryptocurrency into dollars or euros Mm -hmm. or Vietnamese dong, whatever you fancy. (laughs) But why does it matter? Because PayPal is ginormous. Mm -hmm. It processed 222 billion dollars in payments just in the last three months. So soon, the many retailers that use PayPal will also be able to sell their services or products through the use of Bitcoin. For our third and final story, Coca-Cola is saying sayonara to 200 of its brands, i.e. half of its entire portfolio. Bidding farewell to a large part of it. This is a big move. (laughs) So what's the story? Coca-Cola has had a bit of a tough time during the pandemic Mm -hmm. and now it's acting out like a disillusioned teenager. (laughs) That's because of one big thing. Restaurant closures. With restaurants closed due to lockdown, Coke hasn't been able to sell to restaurant customers at all. In the third quarter specifically, net revenues declined by 9% just. 
interesting. And earlier this year, Coke announced that it will discontinue some truly beloved and oh-so-super-old-school <laughs> drinks. Exhibit A, remember Tab? Seriously, vintage brand. <laughs> but now, Coke's hydration category, i.e. the one that sells Powerade and vitamin mm. water, is also very likely to see some big, big cuts. So what is the key learning here? In business, those that invest in, protect, and strengthen their core business thrive over time. Those that get distracted often fall by the wayside. Mm -hmm. By reducing the number of products that Coke offers, it can now focus on its most profitable offerings. There's a big difference between Coca-Cola's successful brands and its <laughs> dud ones. The underperforming <laughs> dud brands have little to no scale. Overall, though, the move will free up resources so the almighty Coke can invest in higher growth drinks. Flux family, if you want to get a great wrap-up of the week's top business news, should sign up for our new newsletter. It comes out on a Friday morning every single week. Head to www.flux.finance and find the newsletter page. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.